I want to talk to us today, all those requests, you remember we put them in, I dug into one last week called Worry. And uh, I got to looking and thinking about all of them, and all of them really boils down to pleasing God. Have you ever thought about that, pleasing God? I know when my own dad was upset at me about things, it just killed me. I always wanted to please dad. My children seemed to always want to please me, their father. And when you're not pleased with them, it's, it's disheartening. But think about it with God, to please our heavenly father. I'd love to think that when we get done today here, that what we did here, that we can go home knowing God's sitting up there with a big grin on his face and saying, man, I really love that this morning. I really love that service this morning. I really love that they were hungry for me, and he's sitting there happy, pleased. Did you ever think about that? And most of the things that we're facing, we want to make sure we're pleasing God. So in Colossians 1 and 9, we're going to, I want to read several different scriptures here this morning. That's, I usually kind of stick along and, 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 and teach something out, but, but I, want to, I want to touch a bunch of different scriptures here this morning, or a few anyway. In Colossians 1 and 9, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. You see that? They don't cease to pray. Don't cease to pray for the people you were standing up here with this morning. Don't cease to lift them up. Don't let nothing set sidetrack us. You know why? Because that's pleasing to God. You got up out of your seats this morning and came. You listened to the call and you came. That is pleasing to God. Well, but I got up and drove to church this morning. God said, yeah, but give me another 30 feet. That is pleasing to God. Amen? And so when we pray, that is pleasing to God. And to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. While we're here today, while we're here in Sunday school, when we're here on Wednesday nights, we are trying to grow in spiritual understanding. We're trying to learn more of God, learn more about God. That is pleasing to God. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, listen to this, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Fully pleasing God. Can you fathom that? Anybody ever pleased you? Anybody ever displeased you? Let me ask that question. I'll probably get more response. We seem to focus on the displeasure than we do the pleasure. What's wrong with this world? Everybody stand up at one time and start talking. You'd be talking till 2 o'clock. Ask you what you're happy about and what's pleasurable to you, specifically spiritual. A time of testimony maybe. Don't, hear, don't, don't usually hear very much. Think about that. Do you think that's pleasing to God? Because whenever we're giving our testimony, that's pleasing to God because that's telling of what his power is all about. What he can do. Amen. In Colossians 3 and 17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
You got up this morning, picked out what color socks you was going to wear, what kind of breakfast you was going to have if you had one, what kind of clothes you was going to wear. You got up and did all of that, and we should do everything in word and in deed in the name of the Lord. If you're saved here today, you don't do nothing without it being in the name of the Lord, whether you want to or not. Because you're an ambassador of his. You represent him. You belong to him. You were bought with the price of the cross. His blood. And therefore his name is on us. So we're actually doing in the name of the Lord. But we go in prayer. In the name of Jesus. Because that's where the power lies. That's where the authority lies. Is in Jesus. We've had things on the prayer line this week. We've been praying in the name of Jesus. And God's been moving. Amen. He has been moving. I hope you can say amen. Colossians 3 and 23, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Whatever. Is that what it says? Whatever. Whatever you do, you're doing it as to the Lord and not to men. You belong to Jesus. You wake up and you brush your teeth. You're brushing your teeth as unto the Lord. Jesus, I don't want you smelling my stinky breath. I want you to receive glory from this. Whatever it is, we do it as if unto the Lord. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the ward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will, repay, will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. You see that? God's not a respecter of persons. He don't like the guy that's rich more than he likes the guy that's poor. Apply that however you want to apply it. He don't like anybody sitting in this room any different than he does the next. He is not partial. Do you understand that? We live in a world that is societal and hierarchical. Did I say that word right? Yeah, we do, don't we? We put people in esteem. You can come to my house and eat. You can't. Is that pleasing to God? Hmm. Hmm. That's not pleasing to God, is it? You can come to my church. You can't. That's not pleasing to God. Everything is unto the Lord, fully pleasing him. And 1 Peter 4 and 11, if anyone speaks, let him speak of the, as, a, as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Did you see that? God gets glory. If you get healing or you get deliverance or something happens this morning, maybe in the prayer line, God gets glory. If God said no, not right now, he gets glory that he may be glorified. And if anyone does see that God may be through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. You see, he is the king. He don't step down for nobody, and he always needs to be receiving glory from the saints. And there's coming a day when every Every, every, every head will bow, every knee will bend, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.
There's coming a day. I believe it's coming soon myself. 1 Corinthians 10 and 31, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Even in eating and drinking, do it to the glory of God. Think about that. Now, if eating and drinking is the simple things that we need in this life, right? You don't eat, you don't drink, you die. Got to have food, got to have water. So he says, even in that, do give to glory to God. So everything that we do is to the glory of God. Dave, when you're out there riding the, riding the fences and looking out for the, uh, doing your AEP stuff, do it for the glory of God because that's what it's about. Ramona, those teeth you clean, I don't know how you put that together, but you do it to the glory of God. You are a testament. You are the light that is shining in this world. Wesley, when you're cutting trees on a mountainside, you don't think nobody's looking. Do it to the glory of God because he is there. He sees that. You give him glory because you got a job, because you have this job to be able to do. You're able to witness to people. You do it to the glory of God. Have you ever seen a person who kind of gets religious when they come to church? I mean, they put on the clothes. I'm going to tell you right now, unless I'm going to a funeral somewhere like this, you're probably going to see me in muddy boots and jeans. Well, maybe if I, don't, maybe if I come to the hospital, I'm going to dress up a bit. But You see me out here at the store, don't think for a minute, I'm going to go home and clean up just when I'm coming from the garden just so you can see me dressed up and being preachery. I ain't doing it. I want a bottle of pop because I'm thirsty. I'm going to pull in and get me a bottle of pop. If you're there, I'll say hi. If you want to pray, we'll pray right there in the store. I don't care because Jesus don't care. He don't care how we look. He cares what's going on right here. You ever seen these people, though, they get churchy? Huh? All of a sudden, they start getting that voice that's like this, and they get loud, and they talk, and they praise God. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? They get churchy. Man, I'm going to tell you what, if a fellow acted like that all the time, I wouldn't go out and eat with him. I mean, Brother Murphy, we've been out to eat before, and he don't get all weird when it's different from what he is there than when he's here. Because that's not what we're supposed to be. That's making a mockery of Christ. Because he sees us 24-7, 365. He knows stuff going on inside this heart that we ain't even got yet. Amen. And thank God that he does and he loves us. See, anything that I do... I have to ask it to pass three tests, and all of these have to deal with the name of the Lord Jesus. Because it is through him and by him that all things were created. It was for him. It was for his pleasure. Everything that you see is for his pleasure. That chair, some dude made it down in, in Pulaski or somewhere, but it was for God's pleasure. He didn't know how to do it unless God gave him that, the knowledge. Unless Christ, the Holy Spirit, they came in, they gave him that knowledge. There ain't nothing we see that hasn't been created. It's for him. I'm warming my house this morning with some trees that grow that somebody planted, God planted them, or maybe they, the seeds fell, but they came up, and it was for heat for my house this morning. Do you know God thought that through? Now, he didn't bring them trees to me, and he didn't split the wood, and he ain't been putting it in the stove, neither. I got to do that part, but I can do it as if doing it unto the Lord because he did his part. I'm doing my part. Now we're working together. I trust that he's going to keep me safe because I can be stupid sometimes. Can I get a witness in the house? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I can get right dumb sometimes, and the Lord's like, whoa, I better help him. 
He ain't thinking it through or he's in too big a hurry. But he looks out for us. And so we do it as if unto the Lord. It's in the name of Jesus. I put wood in the stove and I'm like, thank you, Lord. You provided. I could have been freezing today. My family could have been freezing today. But God has provided. So you do everything as if unto the Lord. You see, if I can pass, if anything that I do will not pass these tests, then I can't do them. Or I shouldn't do them. I have no business doing them. It would be wrong for me to do them. I need to first ask myself, if anything that I do, is it consistent with the character of Jesus Christ? Hmm. See, the word name in the Bible simply means character. And the name of God and the character of God are inseparable. Do you understand that? His character is what's wrote in the words of this book. That's the character of God. You want to know who God is? Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Pray when you're reading your Bible to understand things. You want to know who God is? He wrote it down for us. It don't have to be a big steeply voice. It has nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the character of God and who he is. And we have to learn who he is. The name of Jesus has a meaning too. Do you know what it is? Jehovah saves. Every time in the name of Jesus we pray, Jehovah saves. There is nobody else in this universe. There is no other being in this universe that we know wherever, however. There is none other whereby we must be saved except by Jesus Christ. That's the name. That's the name that says Jehovah saves. When we pray, we're saying, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come. Jehovah saves. Every time we say the name of Jesus, it's saying, Jehovah. Why do you think the world don't let you pray in Jesus' name? Oh, come and pray at our ball game, but you can't say Jesus. Why? Because every time that name is spoken, it says, Jehovah saves. Wow. Isn't that big? Did you not know that? Maybe you did. Jehovah saves. You see, I can't find in the Bible where it says, Thou shalt not speed 110 miles an hour in a school zone. It ain't in there, so don't look. Not, not wrote in those words. I can't find in the Bible that it says, Thou shalt not smoke pot. It ain't in there. Now, you got to hear me out before you take all of what I'm saying here. We're going somewhere. This ain't the whole picture. I can't find it in the Bible that it says that I shouldn't watch an X-rated movie or look at dirty pictures. It's not in there. But I can find the principles that what God has given us. I might not find those things that they'll be spelled out, but you see, Christianity ain't a rule book of do's and don'ts. The Bible is not a rule book of do's and don'ts. But the Bible is the character of God. And if you put it together, it's pretty simple to figure it out. You see, when my kids, you know, when we started leaving them at home by themselves, when they hit the age, we thought they was doing okay. And it wasn't so much an age, it was how they were carrying themselves. We went over a list of do's and don'ts. Why? Because of their immaturity. You understand that? Kids are not as mature as adults. 
Hey, some adults are still as mature as kids, though. That's the sad part. We're to grow. But we gave them this list of do's and don'ts. You can't have people over. Don't turn the stove on. We've prepared you some food here. Eat that. So don't, don't let me come back and you got a big meal cooked because if you did, you turned the stove on. You did what we told you not to. We don't want a fire coming and killing you. All these do's and don'ts come in, but as the kids get a little bit older, then they get a less of a, rule, uh, of a list of do's and don'ts. Because now they show maturity. Can you see this with Christianity and walking with God? And before long, we go off, and we don't even have to verbalize those do's and don'ts. Because our children have shown, okay, they can, they can handle this. They know what not to do and what to do. And by the way, if they've been hanging out with you long enough, they already know where you stand. Amen. What'd you say, sweetie? <laughs> yeah, now we're like, yeah, y'all go ahead and cook. Pick something good. It's y'all's turn. But that's the picture that we have here. You see, when you stay in this book and you stay in prayer, you start learning the character of God. Before long, your kids at some point in their life is going to say, you know what, I started to do this, but I know, Daddy, that you wouldn't approve. It doesn't go along with who you are. If we know our Heavenly Father, then we don't have to have the do's and don'ts. The do's and don'ts gets us going but when we start learning his character and his character starts coming inside of us, of us, then we already know what they are. There's a bad place. This is a dangerous place. This is going to hurt you. You see, that's what we're talking about here this morning. You see, if you've been observing God, you're going to know all about his character. That's how it works. So all I have to do, folks, as I'm walking in this life, you can do what, do it if you want to. I'm talking about me this morning. Y'all can follow along. Is ask myself before I do anything tomorrow or the rest of the day, number one, does it fit the character of God? Does Jesus approve? And that's pleasing to God. Amen? That's pleasing to God. You see, you find folks that always want to be asking questions and looking for loopholes and rules. Let me tell you something, friends. You give a lawyer enough money, enough time, he'll find a loophole in any law or rule there is. Did you know that? Why do you think our world's in the shape it's in today? Any lawyer sitting in here this morning? I hope you're doing it the way God wants you to. If you're doing it like most of them are, you ain't. You're trying to find loopholes. You're trying to find ways around. You're trying to find ways around what God has given us. But let me tell you something, friends. You can't find a loophole in Jesus to stop trying. The character of God ain't going to change. We can find somebody that might tell us what we want to hear that's going to help us, but what does the Word say? Take every religious group there is today, every Christianity group there is today, and you start reading the commentaries that they have, and I can tell you it won't take you very long. If you could read real fast, you could do it real fast, but it won't take you very long to find out the places they are not going to go and talk. They're not going to preach it. 
They're not going to teach it. They're not even going to go there because they realize, hmm, our doctrine might be a little bit off on that. They can't explain it. They won't talk about it. I challenge you to do that. Pull some commentaries out. Find out where they hang their hat at and where they don't hang their hat at. But I, it's the whole counsel of God. Every word that's in there. So if anything you have, you've got to start walking around what God's saying. You're looking for loopholes. That's what lawyers do. And you will never find a loophole in Jesus Christ. Amen? It's a good place for some applause for Jesus right there. People and particularly famous people are sought out to give their stamp of approval on products. Michael Jordan ain't played basketball in 20 years, but they're still selling Jordan tennis shoes and shirts. Richard Petty ain't drove in a long, long time, but his name is still associated with STP and auto racing. His name is associated with that. And they also, nowadays, they weigh in on societal issues. Societal issues, you need to find the answers in here. Does that help? That's my Bible. Y'all get that, right? I'm not telling you get you an iPad. We're not on Facebook or nothing here. That's the devil's place. Oh, did I say that? I take it back. <laughs> Only if you let it be. Only if you let it be. I was going to say something. I don't get what it was. Now. You see, these people in these societal issues will put their stamp of approval on something. And people who worship sports guys and people who worship movie stars, you say, well, I don't worship them. You know what, if they say something that's contrary to what this says and you agree with it on Facebook or social media or, or more, more importantly, you agree with it in your heart and it's contrary to what God says, that's who your God is. You understand what I'm saying this morning? They will weigh in on anything. We need to be asking is, will Jesus put his name on it? used to have a baseball bat that had Henry Aaron's name on it. it. had a big signature, Henry Aaron on it. Louisville Slugger. Wooden bats. We used them in Little League back then. Used that bat for a long time, but it was a Hank Aaron bat. When I was in Little League, he, he passed up Babe Ruth on home runs. That meant something. That bat, He put his stamp of approval on that, on that bat. Now, we know that he got a lot of money to do that. That's why they do it. They don't necessarily agree with the product. But they say, you can have my name to sell your product. Y'all do get that, right? Watch the infomercial. Watch it. it doesn't matter if Bob Vila says he likes a certain saw. Bob Vila has told that saw company, you can use my name. And it may be good. I don't know. But what we're talking about is the character of God. We're talking about who he is. And so the question for me and you as always is, will Jesus put his name on it? Is it consistent with his character? You know, this week we just had an issue come up in our nation. And we're doing things in our nation from the top down that is not with the character of God. Roe v. Wade is like almost 50 years old now. That's the killing of babies. The state of New York has said, you know what? You can kill a baby at any point during pregnancy. 
Can I ask you a question, church? Is that, and I'm not trying to bash people, it's truth. Is that consistent with the character of God? It is of the devil. You can't kill people. You kill somebody in an auto accident, a lady that's pregnant, they'll get you for double homicide. It gets applied how it wants. It calls right, wrong, and wrong, right. I'm going to give you a good example of this. And please don't read what I'm about to say into this. You say, well, I don't believe in politics in the pulpit. I do. I want Jesus in everything we do. You can agree with it or you can't. That's where I stand. I don't know where you're going to stand. Jesus, if Jesus was in a lot more of this stuff, this stuff wouldn't be happening. All this junking. Well, you can't put politics in this together. You've got to have separation of church and state. I don't want the state telling the church what we can do, but we definitely need to be telling them who Jesus is and what he can do. Amen? That's what needs to be going on. But we started putting it in places where we want to, what we want to think and what we don't want to think. And the very people who are okay with this, have you thought about this? They are the very ones that's sitting here and talking about how bad it is that we shouldn't be closing the borders and that we shouldn't be separating families. These are the same people says, it's okay to kill a baby. Can you explain that to me? You see, a man who doesn't have God in the center of his life, he's wishy-washy. He goes any which way he wants. I don't have a bigoted bone in my body, but do it the way the law says. You don't like the law, collectively change it. But these are the same people who will get in fights and people have hurt each other over immigration issues because they say, well, we can't be separating families. And they all turn right around and say, it's okay to kill babies. Can you tell me? Can anybody explain that to me? And they won't have a conversation with you. You know why? Because Jesus, Jehovah saves, says it ain't right. However you want to weigh it, it ain't right. All these issues come up and it's because we have forgotten to see whose stamp of approval is on it. Movie star thus and such, basketball star, football star thus and such. Don't worry about what they got to say. What does the word of God have to say? We got to know who he is. And when we do that, we're going to stand up for it. We're going to take persecution. You realize churches, preachers are now having to start getting insurance because what I just said right now could be considered hate speech. They can have my house. I'm standing up for Jesus. I'm going to preach what Jesus says. And if they choose to kill me for it or they choose to throw me in prison for it, then so be it. I know who he is and he'll take care of me. I'm not worried about the reward here on this earth. Folks, get your mind off of this earth. This ain't our home. Our rewards are right here. Our reward is in heaven. You might put up with some stuff and you may never see a break in this life, but I promise you, you close your eyes in this world and you open them up in the presence of God, you'll say, oh, it was all worth it. I gave it up and look what I got now. Look who I'm with now. Oh, just can you imagine streets of gold, seeing Jesus, talking to him about all kinds of things. The glory of God. Then this stuff here don't matter. The character of God. 
Can we do these things in the authority of God? We took his name when we said we want to be believers. Come into my heart, Jesus, and live in me. And we have his name on us. But you see, we live our life in him, and he lives his life through us. And he can't live his life through us if there's something in here that we don't want our flesh to say, i got to give it up. You understand? It's a crossroads in every life. It's a crossroads when he takes us to this place. You see, if we vacate, he occupies. You get that? If we vacate, it's not my life, but his, the Christ in me. If we vacate, he occupies. If I vacate, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something now. I just I can't think any particular area in my life. If I vacate that, he will occupy that. I vacate, he occupies. I vacate, he occupies every little area of my life, every place that it is, every place that the flesh is trying to rule. If I vacate it, he will occupy. And if he occupies, then he starts living his life through me, and people's able to see Jesus. Is that clear as mud to you? And so we let him come in and we let him grow. We let him grow us to where we need to be. And then I don't have to have any more sleepless nights. Because I'm permanently on vacation. You ever think of that? I'm vacating. He occupies. I'm permanently on vacation. So we let Jesus come in. And we have to make sure that what we do is pleasing to God. In the authority of Jesus. You know, I can write a check today. I wrote a check for the tithes this morning. And that tells Mr. Banker when they get the check, they have the, my authority to give money to the Church of God of Prophecy or Walmart or wherever I'm doing business with. Now, if my authority is on there, it better be good. If I write a bad check, they're not going to send the check to jail. They're going to send me to jail, right? And so that's that authority. Is Jesus the authority in our lives? Is the Word of God the authority in our lives? Vacate, and he will come in, and that's what we have to do. And I'm going to finish off with glory. Everything we do should be to the glory of God. I don't care if you're serving food. Serve it like you're serving Jesus. I don't care what you're doing for a living unless it's illegal and wrong anymore. I mean, you can't be a prostitute and do it to the glory of God. Let's, let's use our minds here a little bit. You can be a mechanic, John. You do it to the glory of God. You run your business like a Christian man. Don't cheat people. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and make sure it lines up with the Word of God. I don't care what you're doing for a living. If you're a pastor, I don't care if you're chopping trees, Wesley, you do it to the glory of God. Whatever it is that you do, we do it to the glory of God. He gets the glory. And when we get to the end of the day, somebody says, well, man, that was great. I had people all, all last week, man, really liked the message. Like, well, give God the glory. Don't give me the glory. I didn't do it. I don't know how to do that. But he does. And everything you do, you do it for the glory of God. Amen? So we prayed this morning, and we're going to pray again tonight. We're going to be praying and fasting, because why are we doing it? For the glory of God. I don't want 300 people sitting in these seats so that Brother Shaw and the people in Cleveland say, oh, look what Ken's done. Uh-uh. Well, I want people to say, look what God's done. Let's put 300 people in these seats and maybe he tells me to move to Timbuktu. Well, then I'm going to go and somebody else gets to do it. You see, it's his increase. It's what he's done. 
We need to be praying for our families. We need to be praying for the people of this nation. We need to be really praying for the people right here in our community. And we need to be reaching out and doing what we can. You give them truth. If they don't get it, that's fine. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. You gave truth. They didn't get it. Give it again. I was 33 years old before I got saved. Imagine if God would have thrown me out with a wash the first time I said no. Can you imagine that? He'd have said he's not worth it. I wouldn't be here today. Y'all wouldn't have to deal with me. <laughs> but I wouldn't know who Jesus is. That's the worst, man. I wouldn't know who Jesus is and heaven wouldn't be my home if he'd done said he ain't worth it. And brother, y'all ain't heard my whole testimony. Y'all gonna get it someday. Stick around. Don't die. Don't go nowhere. There's a lot more to come on my testimony. If you want to know about it, it's coming. But he knows it all. And you know what? I ain't the guy, brother Eddie, I used to was. I'm not him. Because Jesus came in. Brother Murphy, I ain't the guy. Uh-uh, I'm not that same. Man, I ain't the same dude I was last year. Y'all been listening to the preaching. All because of what God's doing. We all have that testimony. Does it add up? Does it add up with who God is? Does it add up to the character of God? And are we giving him glory? Are we giving him glory? We don't need to be seeking our own. We need to give it to him. So as you pray the rest of this day, I pray that you think about those questions. Is it in his authority? Because he ain't sticking his name on it if it ain't, doesn't match up to this. Is it giving him glory? That's what we got to look at. If you can stand to your feet this morning, we've prayed. You're welcome to pray again if you want to. And I want to invite you, if there's something that you're dealing with, we're here for you. It's battle. It's war. And we're going to fight the battle. All of us together, we fight the battle together. Don't care what it is. If there's something in your life that ain't adding up to the Word of God, if Jesus ain't putting his stamp of approval on it, don't be, don't be ashamed. If y'all hear enough of my testimony, you ain't done nothing in your life that you're going to be ashamed about. You know what I'm talking about, Danny? Time is right, God does it, but He loves you. And you got to say, What am I doing? Is it pleasing God? And just picture Jesus. Just picture Jesus in heaven looking down and going, Oh, that's my boy. Oh, that's my daughter. Can you see Jesus taking an elbow in one of the angels and say, That one's mine? Can you see that? I, I mean, I've done that. My son does stuff on the ball, and I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. That pleases God. Think about pleasing God.